0: Welcome to Modern Sages Podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk all things animals, how to communicate to animals, things that I have learned while delivering messages from animals, how we can find animal totems, animal signs and symbols, all of those things. So stay tuned. Are you searching? Are you looking for something new, something different? Are you being called to your ancestral roots? The Modern Sages podcast is a tribe of women that believe in exploring beyond the broken constructs of society. We believe in empowering women to embrace the medicine within. All with an open mind, baby. Not wait to dive into this topic, but before we do that, I wanted to share with you diatomaceous earth. So diatomaceous earth is a powder and it actually comes from sediments of fossilized algae found in big bodies of water. So it was kind of like the dirt or the powder from there. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, I have used this in quite a few different ways. When I was right after high school, I ended up going to China, and we ate a lot of street food, a lot of unknown food, and unfortunately, I had a huge problem with parasites. It was very uncomfortable, and I do not wish that upon anybody. It's disgusting, and it's really uncomfortable. However, when I came back, I knew I needed to do a cleanse, and one of my sisters was like, hey, you should try diatomaceous earth. And typically, I already have a very sensitive body, and I wasn't truly fully aware of that just yet. However, she said, you should take two heaping tablespoons of diatomaceous earth, and it will help you cleanse out and remove any of the parasites in your body. And so I was like, okay, cool, let's give it a go. I'm not even kidding you. It definitely cleared out my system. It was very harsh. I... (laughs) had stuff coming out both ends and it was not fun. And it was for three days. Finally, when we worked with another holistic practitioner, because your body is so sensitive. And so I was like, oh, okay, that would have been different. My experience would have been a lot different, but it does help to clear and to remove anything from your body, any toxins to help detox. It's really great in that space. I've recently been using it in my house for my dogs. We are in Georgia, and I've been in Utah my whole life, and they were in Utah with me. And you don't really have very many fleas out there, I feel like. But when you come to Georgia with the humidity and with how many bugs are out there, nothing really dies. One of my dogs had been taking a uh, medication to help with fleas and ticks, and then my other dog, we just hadn't got him in yet, so we just did the over-the-counter frontier Stuff for the fleas and the ticks. And I looked at his belly a few different times and there were little fleas on him. And I was like, oh no, poor little guy. And I also didn't want to have fleas in my house. That's not appealing whatsoever. And I can't believe I'm talking about this online like this. (laughs) So at the herb shop, I got diatomaceous earth. And you can actually put that on the skin of your animals and it will kill. The insects, it will um suffocate them, so then they die, and then you can wash them. And I washed his fur with tea tree and rosemary. So I had a little bit of um Bronner's the citrus soap, and I watered that down, and then I put in some lavender and some tea tree, or not lavender, some rosemary and tea tree to help clear it out. And then I put diatomaceous earth all over the floor, to kill any fleas that could be in our space on the couches, on our bed. I also had, I made a spray with rosemary and tea tree and witch hazel to put on our couches that way that it could just kill the bugs. It could kill the fleas so that it was no longer in our space. And so I know that, you know, if I need to, I can just put it in their fur, just kind of rub it around and just make sure they're not really licking their fur for a little bit. And then go ahead and rinse it off and it will kill the fleas. So diatomaceous earth is really amazing. It's really good to help treat constipation. It's also known to help improve teeth, nails, skin, hair, bones. Personally, I would prefer to take a different supplement for that only because when I took diatomaceous earth, it really cleansed me out. But of course, I took a large amount. So if you're drawn to this or if you've always wanted to learn more about it, um, definitely look into that further. And then you want to make sure you're getting food-grade diatomaceous earth. So that way you don't have any problems. It's food-grade. It's safe for your body. And it can also help flush things out quicker. So that's just a fun little note while we're moving into our animals. Because I have such a love and such a passion for animals, it's been really fun being able to deliver messages from animals who have passed. Um, but I first wanted to start, like always, with a personal story. <laughs> um, when I was little, I had a cat, Jamie. And Jamie was my best friend. He was um, like a reddish and he was like a blonde and a reddish striped cat. And we got him when he was just a little baby. I did everything with that cat. He was my bestest friend in the whole world. (laughs) I would go outside and we had like the backyard was full of these shrubberies and leaves and trees. And when I take him out there, it was like he was in the jungle just playing around. And I just loved it. Four days before Christmas, um, he ran out the front door and got hit by a car. I was devastated. And I remember the day after that. It was a fr- so that was on a Thursday night, and on Friday, I had to go to school, and we did like this sing about like this Christmas song, singing about the whole school, where each grade sat in a specific spot and they sang a Christmas song. We sang Christmas shoes, it's all about how this little boy wants to buy shoes for his mom who's gonna meet Jesus tonight. I just sobbed my little eyes out, and my heart hurt so bad that my best friend Jamie had died. Whenever I hear that song, I still think of my little guy, Jamie. It was at that point that I decided that I was never going to love an animal again, that it was too painful. I got allergies. So whenever I was around a cat, my eyes would swell up, my throat would close around dogs as well. That would happen to me and the skin and the fur would just, and I became very allergic to animals and that was very emotional as well that I never wanted to have an animal because they would just die and it was too painful to experience my husband was like hey I love dogs and I really want a dog can we get one and I was like no I don't want an animal then I saw some of my friends who had golden doodles and they were just the best dogs ever so fun so cuddly so finally I'm like okay if I'm gonna get an animal it's gonna be a golden a golden a golden doodle For my birthday, he surprised me and we drove up to this little farm and we grabbed. We got a golden doodle. Instantly, I knew that Murphy was our dog. When we got there, Curtis was like, let's get a girl dog. He was the only boy dog, but right away, I knew I wanted him and Curtis knew that too. So finally, I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like he's our dog. So we brought Murphy home. It was an adjustment. He had a very sensitive little tummy and he still does. (laughs) But we, you know, I just loved him to pieces. And part of my little girl heart was healing. Felt so freeing to have a dog. It was so exciting and so fun. And every day I take him on walks and do trainings with him. And it was like, as I bonded with him, I was healing that little girl inside of me. I think it was four weeks after we got Murphy I was like, hey, Murphy needs a playmate. We need another dog. (laughs) And we found an Aussie doodle. They had 12 of them. Curtis, you're going to pick one and I'm going to pick one. Then we're going to let Murphy choose out of the two. Curtis, of course, picked one that was very rambunctious and outgoing. And then I picked one who was really sweet and calm. (laughs) The rambunctious one wanted nothing to do with Murphy. But the little sweet guy was so drawn to Murphy. Like Murphy didn't want anything to do with either of them. But Ozzy, the dog, Ozzy was like, I want to be with him. So we took Ozzy home. And ever since then, it's been the best decision ever. Like we love our dogs so much. They're like our little kitties, like our little kiddos. They bring so much joy, but they bring so much healing and so much medicine. Murphy, we always joke, is like so playful and so... Everything to him is an exciting adventure. Ozzy is just like our little cuddly dog. He's so cuddly. He's so fun. He's so sweet. He's so healing. And so it's so fun. We have, you know, the best of both in our animals. But it really brought in a lot of healing. And as we've had them around, I have really felt drawn to connecting energetically to my animals and to talk to them. What I've been doing is I'll lay by one of them. And I'll pet him and I'll just talk to him. And then I imagine my heart connecting to his heart. And I say things inside myself, like in my heart, like I say things from my heart to his heart, like, I love you. You're doing such a good job. You're so important to us. like, And I embrace them with that energy of love and of support and of compassion and of understanding. And then I say, what do you want me to know? What can I know from you? I just feel it in my heart. And it's the first few things that come to my mind is what I feel. And I know that their spirit is communicating with my spirit. It's actually to the point now where we'll be driving somewhere and maybe we're not with them. And I'm like, oh, Murphy's sad or Murphy needs this or whatever that is. Or if we're going on a trip, I can just all of a sudden feel when they're missing me or missing us. And Curtis can feel it too now, which is so fun. And then I'll just say, hey, buddy, I love you. You're doing such a good job. Mom's gonna be home. Feel it in my heart. And I push that energy back into him. So then he knows that we're coming home and that he's safe and that he's we're not gone forever. I do that for both of my animals. So we can have spirit to spirit connection with our animals. It's taking that time and that attention and it's cultivating that love. But if you think about that, once again, before we come here, we're a spirit. We're in this physical body having a human experience. When we leave, we're a spirit. So having spiritual communication is normal. It's natural because that's who essentially we truly are. And then we come here where it doesn't feel like it's normal, but it still is normal. It's our infinite normal, I say with quotations. So remembering that, that our animals also have spirits. They have their own personalities. They are who they are. And that's so fun and it's so freeing and it's so cute, but we can also have those conversations with them. Slow down, show them gratitude, cultivate that space of love, of understanding, and then ask them what you need to know. When I've been able to connect and to deliver messages, from our animals, that is so fun because most of the time, not most, yeah, regardless of their experience, a lot of animals who come forward are animals who are cherished and loved by their, by their, (laughs) their guardians is they want to offer grace and gratitude and thanks and let them know that they're okay and where they're at on the other side. But it almost feels like Especially with cats and dogs, a lot of those animals are here as guardians. They're here to help us embrace the present moment. They're here to help us heal. And they're here to help us bring joy, to help us bring us back into the moment. Because, you know, animals do take work. It's like, oh, I got to go to the dog park. Well, how many times if we didn't go to the dog park, would we not have been outside that day connecting to nature or going for a walk? Like, oh, I got to take my animal for a walk. Well, would you have gone on a walk if it wasn't for your animal? Would you have been outside if it wasn't for your animal? Probably not. So they bring us back into this space, into this moment. Um, one that I really love <laughs> is when we moved to Colorado, I went into the backyard and it was as if a dog had run right by me and I, I fell over and I looked around and there was no animal there. No physical animal, but I could see this whitish creamish golden doodle that just like ran right over and just like toppled me and just kept running. And so we talked to the owner because we were renting and she said, yeah, we had a, we had a white golden, a white, I believe it was a golden doodle and that dog loved to run. Like, and it was just, I could feel the presence of that animal And it was so strong, and that was the favorite place the animal went, and it was still there. It was just saying hi. It literally knocked me over. So we can have connection with spirit. We can have connection with animals who have passed. We can call upon them. You know, there are a lot of people who will have their cats pass away, and maybe that cat was really cuddly, and they'll wake up at night and feel as if there's this weight, there's this pressure, there's this heaviness right next to them of their animal still there, giving them comfort. Like it can feel a little bit creepy feeling that, but that doesn't have to be a worry. It's just their spirit is still here with us. It's still here in communication. I remember the very first time I delivered a message and an animal came through it was with this, this. I used to go to people's houses and do readings. This dog had come forward and I, I explained the dog what it looked like. That dog was the dog who helped him go through abuse and divorce and finding a new family, like finding a new woman, having a family, like all of these things, his dog was a part of all of it. The dog acknowledged his point and his purpose of being with him was to help him stay here in the physical world. And that dog is what kept him alive. Dog acknowledged it and just said how proud he was that he's found purpose and And now that he's not there, like he has a family to live for and himself. And it was so beautiful to see how much that dog impacted who he was. It was so incredible. I've had someone who has had a farm. I had relatives who wanted to come forward, but really he just wanted to connect into the animals. And to the horses, that's been a fun one too, is I've had some horses come in and I've been able to describe what they look like and to the point where they're their white spots were with the brown fur or whatever that is. And it's pretty spot on and they're able to deliver messages. And it's just really fun to see how not only we have ancestors and loved ones who have passed on, but we can have connection to those who have passed on of our animals. They're still here to help us and they're here to help us feel more connected and feel more light and to be present in the moment, which I find so empowering and absolutely beautiful. On top of that, We can connect into spiritual totems or animal totems to help us along our journey and to help us feel fulfilled and to feel connected. You know, there are a lot of animals or insects that are connected to connecting to our ancestors. So when my grandmother died, the day after I went, no, it was two days after her funeral, I went to the gravesite. I was just sitting there and I saw these two monarch butterflies And they were dancing around each other on top of my grandmother and grandfather's grave. Her husband had died. It had been like 23 years since she had been with him. And so to me, it was like I could see them, their reunion being so connected. So for a while, whenever I see the monarch butterflies, it reminded me of my grandmother. Throughout all of time... Animals have shown up to deliver messages to the people, the industrial people, the people who lived off of the land, people who were here long before us. Animals would deliver messages. They would speak to them. They would connect to them. And they knew the omens that the animals would bring. Just yesterday, um, we have some things going on, new, new things of creation that we're moving forward in. And we were meeting up with one of the people who that's going to be involved with it. And there was a grasshopper that just happened to be like right in between all three of us during that time frame. Me and Curtis both noticed it. So last night we looked up the meaning behind a, a grasshopper and it was all about this is the time to leave. This is the time to have faith and to move forward. Grasshoppers hold back. And then right when they're ready to, like right when they feel it, then they pounce. But it's like they wait for the moment and then they pounce and then they move forward. And so just even having that message brought so much like reassurance for us. The universe, God, spirit, whoever you want to call it, has tools to connect to us always. Animals, animal totems are a very beautiful way to also have that connection. So maybe you'll see a an insect or an animal over and over and over again. Well, maybe look up the spiritual meaning behind that animal. One of my go-to favorite books that I have always with me is called Animal Speak by Ted Andrews. It's been my favorite book because it goes into the history of the animal, maybe how it lived, how it survived. And it brings in a lot of the, the deep wisdom for each animal. You know, we have an animal oracle deck, I'll put all these in the show notes, and that one is such a high vibration. And it's really fun to pull a card every now and then and to just see the meaning behind that animal, and it really does. It's always, not once has it not been aligned <laughs> with what I'm doing. When I started working with Candice in journey work and in shamanism, I met my animal totems, and the very first one was a moose. This moose is always with me, always when I'm doing sessions or doing any healing work for myself, even meditation or prayer. I always fill my moose with me. Ever since I was little, I've always been so drawn to moose. They're so majestical. It's like, oh, these animals are so amazing. And so that also could be something. Maybe you've always been drawn to an animal. Maybe you can look into the meaning behind that and see how that can support you in your life. The deeper meaning of a moose is a moose is actually one of the only animals born while they're in the birthing process with their eyes open. Then they also are taught, they also go down to the very bottom of lakes and pull up the shrubs and they come back and eat it. So they go deep down into death, as close to death as possible, and they come back up. So for me, when I learned about that, that was so symbolic because people who also have the moose as their animal totem might see other people having big, huge, giant spiritual awakenings and experiences and Maybe in, in yoga, they're like, oh, this is amazing. Like having these big, deep spiritual experiences. When you have that, sometimes it's like, well, why don't I have those? Like, what's wrong with me? But when I read and learned about that, like my eyes already came opened. The lifestyle is the things I do each day that really make a big difference. It's not just those huge experiences. I don't have to have those huge experiences to be connected. It's very fitting what I do as a profession, as a medium. Going as far into death as possible and coming back out, walking between the realms, delivering messages, bringing in healing, healing myself, doing all those things close to death. Like it just made so much sense to me. And I feel power from my moose all of the time. I have a crystal of him by me. I can do all of those things that are very connected. If you feel drawn to that, if you want to find more strength or understanding about animal totems, there is another podcast that Candace and I did together. Once again, I'll link that in the show notes below, where we dive deeper into the spiritual meanings of animal totems. We also add a guided meditation by Candace, Meeting Your Animal Totems. And so if you want to dive deeper into that space, please feel free to do so. I would love for you to leave comments um, below or on the show notes on YouTube of what animals you think are your spirit animals or what animals connect into you and how you have found that connection with your personal animals. So this has just been such a fun topic and one that I'm so passionate about always. If you haven't given your animals some love or talked to them or connected heart to heart, I would definitely suggest to do that. It's so rewarding. They're here to help us and we're here to help them. So let's do that. Let's take care of our animals. I have loved this conversation and Light up, makes me feel so good inside. And I hope that you learned something as well. Do you feel called to connect to your medicine within? Have you wanted to strengthen your spiritual gifts? Are you looking for ways to incorporate the sacred into your everyday life? Maybe do you want to have like-minded friends in a tribe who can connect with you? Modern Sage's Soul Tribe is dedicated to spiritual seekers like yourself who are embracing the medicine within. Now in this tribe, we are going to be doing moon gatherings, amazing spiritual gift giveaways, connecting to a soul tribe as well as hosting mystery school classes. If you are feeling called to connect to the Soul Tribe, I will leave a link for you in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to Modern Sages Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us online. Blessings.